0: Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Come on, give the Lord some more praise this morning. Shake a hand of a man next to you. And if you're online, make a comment, put an emoji on there let them know you're alive darren thank you for being our host this morning i think he's still hosting from calgary and then you may be seated there are notes there there are notes online available for you as well and i'm just gonna get right into this okay i gotta be honest with you i'm a little sore this morning um we did the Christmas tradition thing of going and chopping down the Christmas tree, but not all my family was all in. <laughs> They're kind of all over the place, so I called up Coach Delton, who just happens to live up the hill from me now. We had the bright idea that you know what, an hour is plenty of time. You know, what do we go out? Four o'clock, sun goes down by five. Yeah, no. All right, next next season I'm taking a chainsaw, but I'm telling you, you know, we want to do the manly thing with the axe and we go out there and pick the perfect tree well by the time you know three men go out there trying to pick the perfect tree the sun's already down we're holding up the lights all the trees look the same at that point you know and then the first one we thought we found was perfect as we get into it it's just it's just a branch of another tree <laughs> i was terribly disappointed and then coach Dalton found this glorious tree and i'm telling you the base on this sucker was just so huge, and we were sawing and hacking and sweating away to get this thing down. And no matter, we thought we were halfway through it, and we pushed and pushed. We could not push this thing down. But finally, yes, we, we, we got it down. I got it home, and that's a whole other story. But, you know, as, as I was reflecting on it, I thought, you know, sometimes we don't realize the strength of that trunk and how deep those roots go in our life. You know, on the surface, things look a little different. Maybe they don't look so pretty. They don't look so polished. They don't look so pruned in our life. But at the root of it all, if it's deep in God's word, you know, he's got a way for us today. And I believe with all my heart, he's got some joy that he wants to impart in you. It happens to be the third Sunday of Advent, which is the the joy candle, which I got here. And I'm so excited about this candle because it smells like coconut sandalwood. Come on. That's real joy. <laughs> you want to know what joy smells like? That's it, right there. <laughs> oh, no, but for real. Um, you know, joy is in knowing and understanding the power of love in our lives. I'm not talking about counterfeit love, I'm talking about the God that is love. Because in our weakness, his strength is made. Perfect. It's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Come on, brothers. We got a lot of word today. You know, but there's sudden moments in our life where God can just show up and he can draw our attention to what we should really be uh, looking for. And I'm excited to show you something cool that is in the scripture that was right in front of us the whole time. But I believe that it might have a deeper meaning to you, especially in this season. I'm not just talking about the season of Christmas. I'm, I'm talking about the season of where our world is at and what God is leading us through and what God is leading us to. Okay? But the message remains the same. Have you ever gotten something that you hoped for, you know, you longed for, but it took a lot longer for you to get it than you thought? Show of hands. All right. Right crowd. Maybe it was a job. Maybe it was a promotion. Maybe it was a wife. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it was a word from the Lord. Maybe it was clarity on where you were to go next, and not just where to go next, but when to go. And so I've um, I've had the call, uh, you know, uh, a ministry on my life, as all of you do, whether it's in the home or it's in the workplace, we all have that call. Um but I sensed that God wanted to do something more. From a young age I knew he was calling me for something more. But I was I was one of those young guys that was always counting myself out when he counted me in a long time ago. You know, I was thinking of every other excuse and why I wasn't good enough. Um uh, but my God is more than good enough. And um I didn't know what it would look like and and You know it started to birth when I started coming to Victory Church in 2002 and it was in Lethbridge Alberta and all of a sudden these words were being spoken over me visions were were, were given to me and um, yeah and God was confirming that but it didn't actually happen until five years later that I actually got the call into what I believed was the next season of ministry for me now, when I think back then, five years was like a long time for me. Now, five years is not a long time for me. I think how quick five years go, especially those of us that have kids. You know, five years is here today, gone tomorrow. And so I'm, I'm learning the Lord is teaching me to enjoy every moment. You know, we had a teaching from Dr. Hazel called the meantime in the meantime, you know. But, you know, it's, it's not, time isn't so mean. It's what you make out of it. It's, what, it's your perspective, you know, you can be waiting for your kids to get out of diapers and waiting for them to grow up, and then when they do grow up, you're wishing you're, they were back in diapers and that they just slow things down, eh, Gary? You know, but, uh, but either way, um, the world had been waiting a long time for this Savior, for the birth of Jesus, you know, from the very beginning in the fall of man, God had a plan, it was a long time to wait, but we read in, in Malachi, we read in Isaiah, you know, that there was, there was an 800-year waiting period from the time of the prophecy. You know, you look at Malachi 5, verse 2 again, and it says, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will rule over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Okay, that was a 500 years prior to the birth of of Jesus. That's a pretty accurate prophecy, I must say. Then there's one, the 700-year one, um, talks about this special delivery and how it would take place. Isaiah seven fourteen. therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The, the, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, God had a, a special delivery for this world. And God has a special delivery for us this morning. And I've entitled the message just that, special delivery. So I'd like to continue to read the story of Christmas found in Luke 2. And today we're going to read uh, Luke 2, verses 8 to 20. I like this. I like where this is going. Come on, turn to someone and say, I like this. I like this. this is good stuff. Okay, I would like to start uh, with verses 8 to 9. Now, I'm going to read out of the message just because I get a sneak peek to the message today that my wife's going to be delivering and she's going to be preaching from, from the message. So I, I pulled this one verse out of the message. It says, there were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. I like that. They had set night watchers uh, over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. Say glory. Woo, say it again like you mean it. Glory. There we go. But they were terrified. <laughs> no kidding. All right, first point to write down, guess who's in the neighborhood. Come on. Guess who's in the neighborhood. You know, a little baby was being birthed, but this was no small event. Have you ever been in, in just the right place at, at just the right time for something cool to take place? I think for a lot of us, we've, sometimes we've been in the wrong place at the wrong time for bad things to take place. But in this case, these shepherds were in the right place at the right time. God's time, God's place. So I bet if you were, had asked them, like if you had gone back and you had asked them if, if the conditions were perfect, they would have said no. Prior to the angel showing up. Think about it. They got the night shift, Right? They're watching the sheep at night. Things would have been stinky. They got to stay awake because, you know, they've got predators there. They've got wolves that are trying to come in. And it's quite uh, significant what's also taking place at that time, which I'll get to. Um, you see, because Bethlehem was the place that they would breed the Passover lambs. Did you know that? Bethlehem was known, if you study biblical history, the place where they would breed the Passover lamb. And that night, the shepherds were in the field because it was lambing season. So you got sheep giving birth at night. They're trying to take care of this. You got blood all over the place. You know, the wolves can smell it. The conditions for them didn't seem so perfect. It's not like what we see in the cartoons and sometimes we see on the screen this beautiful, ah, just taking it easy in a field full of grass, you know, waiting for the angels to show up. No, the conditions weren't perfect, yet they were. The manger wasn't a perfect condition, yet it was. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we miss out on the miracle because we're so caught up in the conditions of the natural that we miss God's super. You're in the right place, and it is the right time. It is the season. It's a moment of our lives where we least expect it that God shows up. Special delivery. Come on. Special delivery. We have a few men in the house that do the, uh, the Uber, is it called Uber Eats, DoorDash. And uh, I've actually been blessed with some special deliveries because other people didn't show up for those deliveries. I've had Coach Vince, actually. He had two beautiful uh, pizzas from, what is that, Red, Red Swan? Oh, man, they weren't, they weren't the cheap pizzas. They were the good pizzas. You know, he just showed up one day, and I got the kids in the car, and he's like, hey, kids, special delivery. Somebody else missed out, but somebody else got blessed. Come on. Special delivery. (laughs) Right place, right time. (laughs) But I wasn't expecting it. See, the the shepherds would have been dealing with their own deliveries at the time, their own plans. But the moment that heaven opened up and the angels showed up, none of that mattered. All the hustle and bustle and the running around and trying to meet deadlines and show up and be here on time and get that perfect gift it's already been given. None of that matters when the joy of the Lord shows up in your house, in your heart. none of that matters, right? You know those angels showed up and the skies peeled open and it says a vast army. come on, an army of heavenly hosts singing glory to God. You can bet they were terrified. Come on. on. The feeling of fear would have stepped in. The scripture says they were so terrified. Where has God shown up in your life that caused you to be terrified? Write it down. Write the last time that you can remember God showed up and you were scared. The overwhelming presence and the glory of God shining all around them would have brought them to their knees. (laughs) Would have brought me to my knees. What a duck and cover. Duck and cover. Wouldn't just be like this. Oh, this is a beautiful moment happening here right now. Oh, no. Army shows up in your face. Let's talk about the army in the natural showing up. In your face. Now you got a supernatural army from God in the heavens I get overwhelmed just when I look at the stars. I don't know if you've ever done that, but on a clear night, I'll just look up at the stars and I weep because I'm overwhelmed by the glory of God. And you can't touch those stars. You can't even go close to those stars. They're light years away, yet you can see them. And the overwhelming presence and glory of God and his universe and all creation cries out for him. But in that moment, they were terrified. And we need to realize and revere the presence of Christ in Christmas. Instead of the chaos in this world, Jesus brought joy to the world. He's in the neighborhood. Turn to at least two men and say, He's in the neighborhood. He's here. He's now. And He's ready to deliver. He's in the neighborhood. Verse 10, I think, Lewis, did you share verse 10? That was, yeah, look at that. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. What does he bring you? huh. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. You see, the news causes the joy. The gospel is called the good news. How are you delivering it? It's all in the delivery, isn't it? It's all in the delivery. I've, I've heard people preach the gospel that sure didn't sound like good news. Come on, it's all say it's all in the delivery. They call it the good news for a reason. It brings great joy. What I have to share with you about Christ and Christmas should bring you great joy. Not stress, not confusion, not chaos, but joy. It's in the delivery, our second point, great news, great joy. Great news, great joy. This is what it's about. What does God got to do? Send a vast army of angels to tell you and give you the news and open your Bible and say it's about great news and great joy. <laughs> This is the third time we read in the, in the past three weeks where the messengers or the angels from God show up and have to tell the people, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I know you feel fear right now, but don't be afraid. Be in great joy. You are highly favored. Come on. I don't know about you, but this scripture has been more relevant to me in this season than it has been in the past. We have nothing to fear when God is here. He's not just near, he's here. He's here. With everything going on in the world, something greater is being delivered. God's word. The news of Jesus causes great joy for all people. And it's not just for some, it's not just for the Christians. It's for all people. There's no prejudice there. All people. I'll tell you this, we had a Muslim family come in yesterday for the Christmas shop. if those of you who don't know what the Christmas shop is, it's what uh, this whole church has been about for the last couple of years. It's meeting the needs of our community. It's blessing people because the message of the gospel is one of generosity. It's showing them and pointing them to Christ in Christmas. So they get all these gifts. They get to go shop for free and they get the hampers. But this Muslim family comes in and they're humble and they're kind and they're sweet. And they come in and the first thing I see, I say to them when we get the door for them is Merry Christmas. And there's a seven year old boy that I just see light up and he takes the lead and he walks up to our coffee bar and he looks at, looks at the leaders behind the coffee bar and he says, Merry Christmas. Cause he knows he's got a gift coming. There's joy in him, because he's got a gift coming. He probably doesn't even know what Christmas is all about. He just knows it means gifts. It means generosity. And he's got, he's got the news, so he's got the joy. Come on. And he's just leading the family through. And then we get to the, the kids' theater. Same thing. We show them around, and he's just glowing. And he's everyone he can see. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, it was a beautiful thing. It's for all people. All people we don't have to hold back hence why we celebrate Christmas it literally means Christian mass come on it's a shortened form of Christ mass Christmas is a time of of spiritual reflection it it is the importance of the foundations of our faith it's not something to be uh, avoided to look at our past and the things that didn't go well in Christmas and then put the wrong label on it? That ain't Christmas. It's about joy. It's about great news. And I know that each and every one of us was created in the very image of God and therefore are supposed to reflect the character of Christ. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. You can't let the enemy steal your joy. You can't let conditions steal your joy. Yes. And we can take it from you. Why are you giving it to them in the first place? Why are you give it away? Like, why do you let something or someone else rob you of that joy? Christ will never leave you nor forsake you. We've got to step in and step up in that joy. And we can't be led away by our feelings. Well, I don't feel joy right now, pastor. Well, It's a good thing you don't get it from me. It's a good thing you don't get it from the world. It's a good thing that you get it from the Lord because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So maybe you just need to ask for a little more joy. Put in, Lord, so I can put out. What do I got to lean into? What do I got to read? What do I got to speak over my life, over my situation, over my family? If it ain't edifying and building others up, don't say it. Joy. Say joy one more time. Joy. Oh, there it is. Thank you. So, christmas it's a time to celebrate. It's when we celebrate God's love for the world through the birth of Jesus. You see, the, the presence of God is not to fear, but for us to revere. Reverence is to have deep Respect a deep respect for someone or something. However, in Proverbs 9, 10 to 11, it does say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom, your days will be many and your years will be added to your life. I'm to tell you a story. I remember when we first got that call into full-time ministry with Victory Church. It was just before the Christmas of 2007. I remember it like it was yesterday. Aiden was three months old. We were settling into our new home, and I was in the middle of renovating. (laughs) Come on. Conditions were perfect. (laughs) My house was a mess. Literally, one of the stairs in my house, the house was over 100 years old. It was a historic home, beautiful home, beautiful. We were so blessed. And why would God do all these miracles and give us all this stuff just to have us give it up? I'd recently also been promoted in my job. I moved into a management position in a custom automotive shop. Velocity Motorsports, the coolest place in town. In a town of 10,000 people, it was the coolest place in town. <laughs> no, God had blessed me. He had promoted me. He had taught me something about the principle of the tithe that just changed our life. Promotions, jobs, a home. Come on. I was in it, I was in the middle of it. Conditions were perfect. But the honest truth was, I was afraid. It came out in anger, because a lot of men do mask anger. You know, like insecurity and fear is masked with anger. That's just how we handle it. You know, we get into the fight or flight mode. And I was at anger, I was angry at first because my flesh didn't understand like, why God, why us? There's gotta be. We're in Manitoba. This is in Lethbridge, Alberta. We're in southern Manitoba. We were already, we were once already in Lethbridge. We were there. Why not then, Lord? Why now? I got the house. <laughs> I got the job. I got the kid. I got the, this is, I wanted to come back here. I want to establish my roots. I love my hometown. of, than Manitoba. <laughs> Some of you may or may not know where that is. A special place on the map. A special place in my heart. I was afraid to give up what I thought was so much <laughs> and move. But I was more afraid to not do what God was calling me to do. You hear me? I was way more afraid. I had a reverence for the Lord. I was as, as quick and, as, and, and, and in what seemed like a long time to get all that stuff, God could take it away from me like that. The Lord has taught me again and again how obeying his word leads to joy and abundance. Joy and abundance. 1 Samuel 15, says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And again, at the time we got the news, it did not feel like great news. But it wasn't until we started taking steps in the right direction that we experienced great joy. It wasn't until we actually traveled back to the church. This is really cool and significant because Pastor Morris is a key part in this and he's online right now, but it wasn't until I stepped foot into the kids' theater. See, we had volunteered for years not church in the kids' theater, but it wasn't until I stepped foot in his house, in his church, that I saw the vision. I saw the kids everywhere praising God, and the joy, whoo, the joy was so overwhelming that I knew what we were called to do. Sometimes you got to see past the present, past the, how could this be? How will this be? I remember calling Pastor Morris because that was, he was the pastor that stepped in in, in the time. And you could ask him, conditions were not perfect. The church was going through a mess. The, the, the lead pastor had quit. The worship pastor had quit. I think the youth, youth, pretty much everyone had quit. We didn't even know what we we're coming into <laughs> And thank God. Sometimes it's not for you to know in the season that you're in, but just to trust in the Lord. Because if you knew everything, you probably wouldn't show up in the first place. Right? That makes sense? Sometimes we just need to trust Him, go where He calls us to go and do what He calls us to do. It was there in the Lord's presence that changed my perspective. I think that's in your notes. It's in the Lord's Presence that changes our perspective. The glory of the Lord shone all among these shepherds. In a moment, it changed their perspective. I bet you they were thanking and praising God that they showed up for the night shift that day. Even though it was the hardest time, in lambing season, to show up. I'm sure they could have come up with all kinds of excuses. <laughs> I'm not feeling good. <laughs> this shepherd's out calling in sick day. <laughs> I got too much on my plate right now. It's been a stressful season. But they showed up. What we don't re- read about is were there other shepherds that didn't show up? I like to pause when I'm going through Scripture and just see see all the different perspectives of The perspective of the shepherd, you know, all the workers in the field. Just slow it down a little bit and think, like, how is that relevant to where I'm at right now in this Christmas season? Maybe my not so good conditions right now are just perfect for what Christ wants to do. Because in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. And again, that he shows us in seasons like this that our joy is not found in getting the gifts, Finding the perfect gift. Our joy is not that our gatherings are going to go perfectly and everybody's going to show up. Our joy is in Jesus. I'm going to invite my son Logan to come up. He's actually doing multiple jobs today. He's down uh, doing the, in the switcher online. So here he comes. I'm so proud of all my boys, just so you know. And I literally asked Logan Uh, This morning, as I was working on the message, if he would do it with me. And if there was a a, a scripture that stood out to him.
1: Proud of you. (laughs) All right. So, um, we're reading Luke 13 14. This is the message version. Uh, At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises um point three is peace to those who please him god offers peace to those who are obedient even though being god might come with trials and hardship you know you're something for something that's worth it right you know we see it in our tithe these people just have so much peace they're just like practically walking into the church just like use my credit card and they're just have, like they're so confident because they know god's gonna bless them back right It's just so crazy. It's like there's joy in knowing you're moving in the right direction on the right path because you can trust that God's favor and blessing is on you. Yes, it is hard. But for me, at least, just the thought of being on the wrong path is even harder because then what will you do in those moments when you feel like you can't go any further? Will you push even harder? Probably not. If you don't even even know if you're going to like the destination you're going to, Right? Though there's suffering, you can rest in the confidence that all things are working together for your good. So the takeaway we have for you is discovery in the delivery. Our joy is found in Jesus. Uh, Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.
0: Drop the mic. He's going for my job, I'm just saying. I'll be proud, proud of that. It's coming. Why don't you men stand to your feet with us today? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this season. We thank you for the delivery of your one and only son. We thank you, Lord, that you had a plan from the cradle to the cross, Lord. Lord, we may, may we not take lightly the joy through suffering. May we find passion, as the Latin word says, to suffer. For the joy set before you, you are able to endure the cross. I love Christmas I love what it's all about I love what it stands for I could li- I could and we should literally celebrate Jesus all year long don't let the other stuff whatever it might be rob your joy or steal your joy don't let that candle go out let that love that God is love let his love shine in you and through you may you look up and focus on the right things in this season man your family needs you your community needs you the church we need you to see the joy of the Lord come out of you So encourage each other. Build each other up. And remind yourself that it is great news for all people. It's not conditional. It's an unconditional, agape love. It's a gift. It's probably going to come and show up in a way in in this season of your life that you least expected it. It'll be a work where people are going to see Jesus is your joy. It's going to be at home. Things aren't perfect. (laughs) But you will experience his presence. And if you're here today and you haven't yet received that joy that is Jesus in in your life, or maybe you've gone off that path Maybe you've been struggling with the whole obedience thing and what it is that God is is calling you to in this season. Let today be the moment that you just reset. Would you reset in the revelation of the relationship that God the Father has with His Son and that His Son has with us? For Paul says in Romans 10 verse 9 that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised His Son from the grave, that we will be saved. For Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Just let Him in. Let the joy that is Jesus in your heart today. I'm going to lead us through a prayer, and we're going to do that. I'm going to ask that everyone pray this prayer. If you prayed it before, you prayed again you've never prayed it before, that you would do so with your whole heart. And if this is your comeback prayer, again, with your whole heart. Repeat after me. Eyes closed, heads bowed. Say this, Dear Jesus, I need your joy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for putting too much attention Come on. I'm sorry for putting too much attention on things that aren't you. I'm sorry for the sin in my life. And I'm asking for forgiveness. Say, because I believe. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Three days later. Come into my heart. Be Lord over my life in Jesus name Amen just stay closed and stay in the moment really excited for this moment every time I, I wake up on Sunday morning knowing that we're going to come into a time and space of God's grace and where we will experience Jesus We will encounter our Lord and Savior. And while all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, if you encountered the Lord today, if the Lord spoke to you today through his word today, just put your hand up right now. Put your hand up, put your hand up, put your hand up. That's God speaking to you. And the second is this, if you prayed that prayer, whether it be for the first time or this was your comeback moment in Christmas, for that joy, put your hand up right now. Come on, put your hand up right now well scripture tells us that if just one comes back to the Father there's a party uh, going on in heaven so man I know you you probably can't compare to the party that's going on right now in heaven but one came back today so Darcy I'm going to ask that you'd help me out and man I'm going to ask that you would just put your hands together give God some praise. Oh, oh, oh. That's a start. <laughs> That's a start. So we're going to continue to worship God and, and um, you know, I have one more story for you. It's about baptism. We're going to open up that lid. We fill it out of faith every time. We got a message from a, a young woman that started coming to this church and and uh, last week she she checked off accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And then uh, she put on there that she's interested in being baptized. I contacted her and celebrated with her. And, and I said, so I noticed that you checked off. You'd be interested in, in being baptized. Oh, yes, Pastor. And I said, well, we can do that pretty much any time. We can do it during the service you can do it after the service if you feel you need some more privacy. And she says that would be great. So I was going to come forward but I was too scared. I was too shy to come forward. And I said, "Well, when would you like to do it?" This was yesterday I talked to her. She says, "How about tomorrow?" So <laughs> after the 10:30 service today, I know without a shadow of a doubt that we have a baptism. Maybe we have one for the men's service this morning at 7. I don't know. But that's between you and God. And Romans said when we were baptized, we are baptized with Christ. When we go in the water, it represents when he went to the grave. We're buried with Christ. We come up out of the water. It says that we are resurrected with Christ. And it's not like a suggestion to do. It is a commandment in the Great Commission to go into all this world making disciples and baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you something. There is a move going on in the victory movement right now where more and more pastors are doing this every Sunday. They're bringing out tanks and every Sunday they're opening up for baptism. And hundreds of people are getting baptized every Sunday through the movement right now. (laughs) Saved and baptized. There is a joy that we have. And great news. So if that's you and you want to come forward, we got the clothes. We got, don't think we're not ready for you. Towels, clothes. But let's worship our Lord and Savior now. Thank you, man. Thank you for letting me share my heart today. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.